Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. Phone-in elements of these shows are not available, but if you'd like to comment or give us feedback on our shows, you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Alternatively, you can find this and other podcasts on iTunes or Spotify using the keyword Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. John Wenham, Jamie Brandt and Chris Carling for the first hour. But as you know, it's two hours of Spurs. They take the show over. And in the second hour, we will have Ricky, Jace and Lee McQueen to get, to get their take on the past 48 hours at Spurs. Because normally, international break... News is thin on the ground. Your team has not played a game. You know, we get a few sand bites from the manager. How have the players fared on international duty? They're all fit for the game on West Ham. Well, unbelievably, the news broke and what news it was. Let's take it back 48 hours because Spurs and Mauricio Pochettino are still married. Maybe not the happiest of unions, but they are together. Then it breaks fast-paced as ever. Spurs have sacked their manager after five seasons and only six months after reaching a European Cup final. Pochettino is no more. It was in, it was incredibly shocking. I think the majority of the fans were stunned. Jamie, I got to speak to you minutes mm. after. Literally, your reaction was yeah. raw. It was incredibly fresh. You were angry from the get-go. I, I spoke to you seconds yeah. after. We, we were meant to be talking about the West Ham game. We, we, we spoke nothing of the game. Now it has been 48 yeah. hours. Take me back to that minute just then. It breaks. Yeah. Pochettino fired. Well, it was it was obviously a, just a massive shock because it really did come out of nowhere. Um, for me, I still felt he was the man to take the, to turn the club around. Um, but I think you know we all feel so devastated because we became so connected to him. I think everything that he did um, for Spurs, you know, he played the Spurs way. He just fit Spurs so perfectly, and um, obviously took us, you know, made us dream of things that we never thought we'd do as, as Spurs fans. Obviously, Champions League finals, title challenges. So. I mean, that was the reason that I was so devastated to see him go, just because of how connected I felt to him. 
Yeah. yeah, and you've always been someone, I have to say, you've always defended the manager, mm. as, as a lot of you have on, on yeah. the last word, I suppose, you know, but in your support, I'm wavering. Chris as well, you know, you've always been behind the manager. Chris, you're a regular on the show. We, we, we've spoke about the manager. We've had, you know, the managerial chat. Now we're here, but just on that decision, was it one that, you know, stunned yourself? You never thought it was coming, and then it did. Was it a real out-of-body experience for you? I was shocked. I really was. And, and when the news come through on my phone, um, I don't know why, it, I felt like someone had died. I, it, mm. I was shaking. I felt so upset. I thought, how on earth can this happen? Um, you know, he'd been in charge for five full seasons. Um, he'd guided us to four Champions League places, uh, guided us to a Champions League final with very little investment over the, that period of time, didn't spend a penny in 500 days. Um, I was very, very, very surprised. I thought that he would have been given longer. I was quite upset that he wasn't given longer because of what he'd achieved at the football club, and as Jamie's just said. You know, he, he made us believe, he, he took us to places where we never thought we would go. That morning on the 1st of June, um, you know, that whole day was just incredible until, you know, the, the penalty incident. But everything about Pochettino, I, I love the man. I've got full respect for him. And, uh, you know, he'll always have a special place in everyone's heart as a, as a Tottenham fan. Yeah, I think the majority agree with that. You know, stunned at, at the news. It's even now, 48 hours down the line, we're all really, we can't, it doesn't feel real, John, you know. And and Chris mentioned it there, you know, maybe it's not the, the correct thing to say, but, you know, we was all greeting each other before we got into this due, and it very much felt like a funeral. I was saying, John, you know, are you okay? Nice to see you, Jamie. It has things, you're all right. You know, very, it was felt very formal, you know, none of the banter we normally have before the show. But why take this decision now, John? Four days before West Ham, right at the end of the international break, no one saw it coming. Why now? It's really interesting, and and you know the question of why now is a great question because we look at if you were going to do it, do it straight after the Sheffield United game. Mm. I do feel as though we may have acted to beat other clubs who may be looking to sack their manager. I feel like we've seen that Luis Enrique is committed to take over at Spain, and that's now an option off the table. It could be that Tottenham have felt like, for whatever reason, they needed to act quickly with their, their rivals potentially losing managers. So I feel like they've moved quickly to secure their number one target, being Jose Mourinho. Um, am I happy with it at the moment? Still no. Am I accepting of it at the moment? Still no, I'm afraid. I, I still see Pochettino as my manager. He brought me so much happiness. He carried himself with dignity, pride and respect at all times. And you know, when he came into Tottenham, he promised us all one thing, and that was that he was going to make us proud. And by God, did he do that. You know, mm. I was so happy to wear my Tottenham shirt, both in here and, and abroad on away trips. Everyone was so happy to speak to me about Pochettino's Tottenham and, and how well they've done and what we've grown into. We have grown into a European super club, in effect. You know, getting to Champions League finals was unheard of, even being in the Champions League. Um, so he made me so proud. And I just want to, again, place on thanks my record to Maurizio, his family and his assistants for all the you know good times they've given me at Tottenham. Yeah, we definitely want to uh, tribute the manager and how much success he has had in that five years. But also, what was your view on it? Were, were you pleased? Were you upset and angry yourselves? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. We definitely want to hear from you tonight. Look, we had a caller on last week and, and I want to talk about it. Uh, you three actually wasn't in the studio and we get a number of callers on the show. This particular caller said, you know, the manager will be gone by the end of this international break. Let me make it clear, he will not be managing the game against West Ham. I rudely interrupted, as I normally do, and I always get it wrong, and said, really, this international break? We're, you know, we're already, we've already started it. I went, you sure you mean this one? The manager will be gone. He went, he is out of here. He will not be in charge for Saturday's game. Lo and behold, this has happened. I, I was stunned then. Jamie... 
how was he so sure of that? Where was that confidence coming from? Uh, uh, well, I mean, obviously it has been so poor for a while. I mean, it, it has been nine months where the league form just hasn't been good enough. But for me, it was, it was a, just a genuinely a real shock. I mean, even on Tuesday, I was travelling up to London and I was making notes for the show on my on my phone and it was going to come here and defend Pochettino. And mm. the fact that I'm, not, I, I'm unable to do that now is really difficult. I mean, it, it was really out of nowhere and I felt as though he did deserve more time to turn it around. I think that he's faced so many limitations whilst he's been at the club. Um, and, and this is a period, you know, in, in Spurs' history, it's been so important. Of course, we're building this stadium. There was always going to be big limitations, whoever the manager was. And that could have, could have possibly seen us regress. But instead, he took us forwards. And obviously, he took us to Champions League finals, title challenges, as I said. And I mean, that's just the one thing that, that just impresses me the most, the way that he's guided through this very difficult period in the, in the club's history. Mm, Chris, normally when we see a manager get fired, we never want want them to to get fired. Obviously, we don't wish that on anyone. But normally, it's coupled with the fact the team aren't playing well. The form, you know, the form's gone out of the window. The fans want him gone. There are a few reasons, but clearly here, the fans were in defence of the manager. United behind him, but the board have still taken this decision. I think it was mixed, actually. I think um, if you look at this season overall, there are a lot of lows, and we're not used to these periods of time under Pochettino. Colchester in the League Cup, uh, Brighton away, Bayern Munich um, 7-2 at home. It's the first time that we'd ever conceded seven goals in a European game um, in our history. There were a lot of lows and there were a lot of times when you you considered that the players weren't playing for Pochettino. And I think that that was the, the real downfall and I think that that was ultimately what got him the sack where players just weren't playing for him. So uh, it looks like it, John, obviously eventually losing that dressing room, you know, but the players were very quick to tweet and, and say their thanks to him. But Wasn't that quick? <laughs> not, not quick enough for you, Chris? No, no. definitely not. Really? No, no not In at what all. sense? I think that they, they, they announced it at half past seven and by midnight I think it was only two players that had come out and said anything and I think that's very, very slow. For mm. someone who they, they're meant to respect, look up mm. to, um, all of that, it was very slow for me. I, I, I was very surprised by the timing. I'm completely with Chris on that. I actually thought it was very disrespectful. Um, this is a man who, who's made these players who they are today. These are young players that have come through the academy or have been brought at low prices and then have then developed. I wanted to see a bit more love mm. for Pochettino. This is a man who's put his heart on the line for these people and he's given them the opportunity and I want to see more from them than, than that. I was very disappointed. Yeah, because obviously uh, a lot of players were on international duty as well. Toby Alderweireld, as soon as he finished his game, he said, we need a big-name manager. Was that more disrespect to Pochettino? Why, why would he come out and say, we need a big-name manager? No, no, I don't think that's disrespectful. I think that's where Tottenham are now. I think that is the calibre of manager we attract. But is he calling Pochettino not a big-name no, manager? No, I, I don't believe that. I believe that when we got Pochettino, he was a manager at Southampton and just come to English football and previously been at Espanyol. Now we're getting managers from that top level, and I include Pochettino in that top level. Mm. Had he been at another club and we were getting him, he's the same level as Jose Mourinho, yeah. in my opinion. Mm, I think that, I think one of the reasons that we can attract such a big name um, is because, obviously because of the infrastructure that is now in place in terms of the club. Mm. But I think the way that Maurizio did build us up as a team, he, be, he took us to being at that level of being in comp- regularly competing in in Europe, and he's a big factor in in turning us into such a big club. Yeah, well, we've had a call into the studio this time from Sava. Sava, I know you want to talk a little bit about the chairman, don't you? And obviously the the decision he took barely 12 hours after firing Pochettino. Mourinho was hired. Very quick turnaround. What did you make of it? 
and he's clearly not made anything of it. He doesn't want to talk to us there. We've lost him. Technical difficulties. We will try to get Sava back on the line with us. Also, look, you can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Before we get onto him, because we're going to get onto him, look, it looks like clearly they were talking for weeks. 12 hours after Mourinho is in the job. Literally, fired in the evening, in the morning, he's there. John... When you see that, and obviously we, we, we heard about the dinner three weeks ago, how, how does that make you feel as a Spurs fan? It's deeply disrespectful. and Unfortunately, it's something that we have seen uh, previously in the past. Um, but I find this the utmost disrespect. I mean, Pochettino has done everything for Tottenham. He's worked under such difficult conditions and challenges. Uh, and to do this to him, I, I find really, really disrespectful and disappointing. And um, it's, it's something that I've always been unwavering towards my support of the club in all things they do, to be honest with you. And this is something that I've struggled with and I won't accept for a long time. Mm, yeah, well, we've had another call into the studio, this time from Cos. Cos, obviously, Mourinho is the man in charge. What do you make of it? Um, how you doing? Okay? Yeah, good. good thank, thank you, Cos. Thanks Hello, for mate. calling in. All right, no problem. Basically, it's a simple question. Um, how on earth is Mourinho and Levy going to coexist, first of all? And second of all, just along that, those lines as well, um, Mourinho basically spent, what was it, 400 mil at United, two spells at Chelsea, probably combining 400 mil. Spurs spend nothing, generally 18 million, what is it, last five seasons per window. Who, who's lying? <laughs> who, 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 who sold who a dummy in that meeting? The, the thing is, that they've been talking for hours. Apparently, they were talking to early hours in the morning. So all of those discussions would have been discussed. Mourinho knows that uh, Tottenham don't spend a lot of money and haven't done in previous years. Mm. So he would have made sure that um, either money was going to be there or not. So I'm, I'm sure that he is very clear on what he's got and what he hasn't yeah. and, what, and what, what funds are going to be available, if any. Um, I know he's been talking today um, saying that he doesn't need any players in January, so I think that's covering himself in in case any players don't come in. Um, but it will be interesting to see in the coming months uh, what the relationship will be like between them. Does the marriage at all, like this new town marriage that we have, does it seem to for me it just doesn't? Like, Poch getting the sack, I was as devastated as anybody, and I still am, to be honest with you, but mm. understandable regarding the league form from January... Um, but as Jamie would always say, he's got money in the bank, as in like, because he's done so much for us and so on. But for me, it's just Mourinho and Levy. It mm. just doesn't go. I, it just doesn't fit. Yeah, look, for, for me, um, this could be controversial. I do think we'll see a different Mourinho at Spurs. Mm. I think that he's come to Tottenham Hotspur um, because he wants a new type of project. And I think that, um, you know, there's been lots of talk about him maybe bringing through younger players. I do think we're going to see a different Mourinho now. As I said, he's, he's, he's got different coaching staff in place. I think we're going to see a different style of football than, he, than he's used to playing at the likes of Manchester United. So I think, I think that Spurs are going to have uh, a different Mourinho. Let's hope so, mate. Does the leopard change their spots, though? That's the issue. That's yeah, but he, the problem, he's won trophies at every single club he's been at, so uh, we desperately need a trophy. Mm. Of course, what we do, we do, without question. Cos, were you happy with the appointment? Oh, I was surprised. I, I, I don't personally like Mourinho. I've never liked him. Maybe because he was managed Chelsea. He came in with the ego. He cleaned up. Chelsea won the league back-to-back. Obviously, our rivals and so on. A bit of jealousy. I don't really like his cockiness and his arrogance. I don't like how he plays the media. Um, people love it. People sit box office. But I prefer my manager not to be box office. I prefer him to be a bit more humble and a bit more reserved 
and so on. But then again, he can back it, can't he? He's won leagues, mm. he's won Champions Leagues. He, he, can, he can be arrogant and cocky, I suppose. But um, I expected personally, not because I wanted him, but I expected an Eddie Howe or someone up and coming, the IX manager and so on, because I thought we will go kind of the same way as Pochettino, because obviously Pochettino was a kind of a no-one. No one really knew him when we mm. got him, but we've gone literally for the biggest fish out there. Cos, do you think this is... hope he can produce... Cos, do you think this is Tottenham going big? You know, this is Tottenham saying... Oh, this is huge. You know, if, if we are going to be... If we are going to be missing out on Champions League football next year and in the Europa League yeah. and playing Wisla or Krakow at home, is it having Jose Mourinho at the helm keeps Tottenham in the limelight, keeps us big, keeps us on this upward trajectory that we're on at the moment and have been on, including getting in Champions League final, the new stadium, yeah, the yeah, training ground, etc. I think it does. I think it does. So, so, so maybe, it does totally. it's not, you know, maybe now we, we had that sort of unknown quantity appointment before and maybe that's why we've, we now see ourselves as bigger than a, an Eddie Howe. And this is probably the first time that we could have attracted someone of Jose Mourinho's calibre. Um, obviously, the fact that he still lives in London, I think, played a, oh, still has his mm. property in London and his kids and his wife may want to settle in London. I think that has a big part to do with it as well. I think he was waiting for a, a top London job yeah. and, and really there are only a couple of them. Uh, no offence, West Ham. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just felt like of the managers available, um, having paid a, a potentially large outgoing fee to, to, to Pochettino and, Poch- and not having to pay a fee to bring in Mourinho, despite his exuberant wage package that is reported, maybe it just made yeah. sense at the time to keep Tottenham's profile up. Of, of course. And I do actually think that, uh, I did say that, I have said this on numerous of my tweets and um, so on. I do think, you lot might think I'm crazy, actually. I do think it would be better if we can maybe finish outside Europe this mm. season. And I think, on, I, I do actually think, if we do finish outside Europe and our current top players, Sonny, Kane, Delhi and, um, and Dombele and so on stay and he can add a couple more I mm. do actually think we might have a shot for that league I mm. do actually think that well that's what Mourinho Love says it. he said he's targeting the league next year why not Spurs Cos thank you so much Cheers, for calling Cos. into the studio really appreciate that you can still call in 0208 70 20 558 but next Mourinho he is the man in charge not Mr Special One anymore Mr Humble One he likes to call himself these days we're going to be talking about that next We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. John Wenham, Jamie Brown, Chris Callan. You may have heard them giggling as we come back. Let me tell you, the mood is not positive. They're not happy with this decision Spurs took this week because they fired manager Pochettino after five years, six months after reaching that European Cup final. They've had their say. Mourinho is in, but we want you to have your say on the station tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020. 558 and that's exactly what you've done this time Ollie you've called in uh, Ollie you want to talk about what Mourinho's expectations are don't you I do I do first of all evening guys what a mad evening um, evening, evening mate hope you're all doing well very good thank you um, so the question really was quite a straightforward one I guess from my perspective similar to all you guys in terms of kind of feelings around Pochettino and kind of difficulty digesting when um, when the news came but you know, my thoughts on it since the kind of couple of days have rested and we've got Mourinho in is that you've just got to kind of drop some of that and really get behind and start seeing what the new manager's going to do. 
Um, some of the, the kind of thoughts I've had is what are our kind of serious expectations, say the next two and a half seasons that we get under Mourinho, we're talking about winning trophies and going to that next level. I just wanted to know each of your guys' thoughts around, do you kind of genuinely believe that that next level is going to be competing for the league and the Champions League? Yes. Or is it yep. Mourinho's in for a couple of cups, off you go? We're, we're, we're all nodding on that, yeah. absolutely. If, 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 you're not, if, you're not, if you're going to appoint someone like Jose Mourinho and, and not expect to then go and win yeah. trophies, you know, if you look at Tottenham's record, we haven't won an FA Cup since 91. We haven't won a European trophy since 84. Haven't won a League Cup since 2008. Uh, haven't won a league since 1961. We are way, way overdue winning a trophy, yeah. and this is why Mourinho is in town. Yeah. And I think that I think that they're fed up of that now, being that nearly club, and yes. that's why they've gone for such a big serial winner like Jose Mourinho. It's also the players we've got. I mean, you, you cannot not win trophies with Harry Kane, Hummingson, Deli Ali, Tanguy yeah. Ndombele. These are top elite level players, or top 20 in the world players, in my opinion. And we've got to be delivering yeah, trophies. Yeah. Everything about the. Everything about the club now is special, and, and I'm sorry to use that word, but um, you know, Mourinho, one of the best managers in the world. We've got one of the best stadiums in the world, best training facilities. Everything now is geared up mm. to win trophies and be big. I think I think his first interview as well was so it was really poignant with me of how big Spurs have become. It was Jose Mourinho, you know, showing so much love for this club yeah. in terms of the stadium, you know, mm. where Spurs have been. And it was just so much respect yeah. and it was just incredible seeing Love a manager that. like that doing that. And I know we've got Ollie on the line, but John, I want to ask you about that press conference because you said, although he was in, you know, so much praise for the club, he was using the word where you said, it's great to see him say that in a sense. He is the man in charge now, but still it wasn't sitting right with you, was it? No, absolutely not. It was still sort of like take off Pochettino's coat and don't stand on Pochettino's seat. Um, that's just <laughs> yeah, me personally, you know. I struggled with that. It was very much immediately we, you know. I've not forgotten about the two spells at Chelsea and, you know, some of the things you may have said in the past. I mean, you have got some credit in the bank for me with a specialist in failure comment against Arsene Wenger. It's something, I, you know, is dear in my heart personally. But uh, genuinely, um, it, it seems a little bit too soon for all of it. But some people are brought in by that show and they like that and they think he's super passionate and they think that he's, he's really into it. And, and I get that. And I'm sure in time I will get there. And it's just me at the moment that I'm still... I'm still expecting to see Pochettino on Saturday. I haven't really accepted the reality that he's no longer our, our manager. Yeah, Oli, what did you make of his first press conference today? Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was a little bit weird when, you know, the we stuff. But I do think equally at the same time, you know, the, the amount of criticism that would have been levelled at if he'd have walked in there and started saying, I, I, I. Mm, um, that's true. I think that would have been, that would have been probably more heavily criticised. So the we stuff, yeah, I find difficult. Um, I think, you know, short term, uh, what? desperately need just to kind of settle some of this down is just go and beat West Ham on on Saturday can we go and do that get everything going mm. start getting that weed yes, stuff please. a little bit more meaningful <laughs> yeah yeah well um, I'm excited. As you should be. A massive clash on the weekend. Spurs versus West Ham, London derby and Mourinho too. What a game that will be. Oli, thank you so much for Cheers calling in tonight. Uh, and you still can. 0208 70 20 558. This time we're going to speak to Mark from Enfield. Mark, you're saying you want to go back to the timing of the sacking now because you mentioned, you know, four days before that game, West Ham. Why now? They should have done this three months ago. It's um, great Hello, Chris. Hello, um, Mark. Hello, mate. Um, I just don't understand. If they was going to get rid of Poch, why didn't they do it three months ago or two months ago? And we may have a few more points well, on the board. I think the thing is... It's just the timing. I think well, if, if they had been speaking to Mourinho, as we've kind of discussed they had been, then surely there were issues behind the scenes earlier. And 
if they did decide to pull the trigger, I, I wish they had have done it. Maybe if they'd have done it a bit earlier because, of course, now Mourinho, he said this himself, he doesn't think we can win the Premier League. Um, and maybe if, he'd, maybe if they had done it before the, the start of the season, then maybe we'd be in a better position in, in the league. We, we, I think we certainly would be in a better position. So maybe in the timing, you know, 12 games in, the season's a bit lost now. So in a way, I do agree with you, even though I wanted Maurizio to stay on. I think, I think the timing, though, Mark, is the board must have felt that we, if we lost any more games, if we lost that West Ham game, then we would really struggle to reach top four. And I think now the appointment of Mourinho would now put us in a position to start winning matches and get in the top four. Because let's face it, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that fantastic arena is not built for, for not having European football. We need Champions League football in there year in, year out, and that is what we're used to now. We're used to having Champions League football, the elite football of, of Europe, and uh, those, those fantastic European nights. Yeah, 100%. I agree with all of Chris's sentiment there, actually, is, is that you know, we, we've become accustomed to this, and we need more of the same. And had we lost that huge game at West Ham, I think both in terms of the fan base and also the reality of the points table, it would have been a big struggle. I think we've now given ourselves a fighting chance that wasn't there a, a, you know, a week or so ago. Um, and I'm just praying we can turn it round. I just, one thing I'd also like to say is we use, use the word we've become accustomed to it and that's thanks to Pochettino and Absolutely, I think that's yeah. what I'd like to, to point out. I mean, you know, we've been so disappointed recently because Marie, uh, Pochettino set the bar so high yep. mm. and um, yeah, that's it's, yeah, I, I'd, I had to say that. Yeah, no, Jamie, always uh, the unwavering support there for the for the <laughs> former manager. I was just about to say for the manager, obviously former now. Even that feels weird. Yeah. Pochettino, Mark from Enfield, thank you so much for, Cheers, for calling Cheers, into Mark. the studio tonight. We are still talking everything because this 48 hours has been an absolute madness where Spurs are concerned and it does continue next. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. We're not having the last word just yet. There is still 90 minutes to go, giving you everything where Spurs are concerned. I'm joined with John Wenham, Jamie Brand and Chris Cowling. Well, we've just been talking about the big news. Pochettino, no more. Mourinho is in. I want to quickly talk because when we when we hear stuff like this, obviously dominating the news, we always hear these little tidbits of information, John, rumours coming through. There were a lot of rumours after this news, you know, people like these unnamed sources, one of them saying that uh, the manager was offered the chance to resign, he refused three times, the club felt that in the end they were forced to push him out and then there were rumours that he wanted different training ground updates, developments and the chairman won't pay some of some of it's nonsense or the buzzword is fake news, when you hear stuff like this do you think, mm, no smoke without fire or there is a little bit of truth in it? No, I think there's some, certainly some truth in some of those things you've even just said just now. I, I imagine the club, if they had any sense, would have, you know, if they made the decision they wanted rid of him, let's try and get him out for nothing. Let's not pay him twelve and a half mm. million or whatever the reported mm. fee is. So let's sit down and say, look, it's not really working out. Are you happy to move on? We've denied you the chance previously when big clubs have come in, like Real Madrid, Manchester United, PSGs, etc. Um, so do you want to go? Uh, when that was turned down and they've made their mind up and they've got this super agent Pini Zahivi whatever he's called in the ear of Levy saying get Mourinho in and we can make this happen and he'll come and all that sort of stuff mm. they probably took the decision right let's pay him and, and, and let's get him out yeah Chris uh, again with the rumours question what, what did you make of that? Um, I would have been disappointed if uh, if Pochettino would have resigned because he obviously thought that he could still do a job there Uh 
you've you've got to look back at, at the the lack of investment i think of the and the lack of money that he spent because to reach a champions league final and i know that we keep using that same old line but to reach a champions league final without spending money and all that time is a huge huge achievement and that's why i think that he should have been given a little bit more time yeah, well, giving him more time, Jamie. Um, look, for me, I, I was always under the. I, I was in the camp that I was kind of in the middle. Um, it, I wanted it to be his decision to leave. I think if he didn't feel as though he was the right man to go, uh, or, or to continue rebuilding the rebuilding the team, then he decides that he goes. But unfortunately, he wasn't given enough. I don't think he was given enough time. I think that he did deserve more time. I thought they were going to give him until at least January and see what he can do in terms of the transfer window, maybe go and sign a right back and, and other areas in the team that do need strengthening and they might give him a last chance to have a final hurrah and see if he can win something but I'm just it's yeah gutted that he didn't get that chance but, to win something but, but wherever he goes whoever he goes to they are getting a fantastic yes. manager yeah, yes. who, who is going to win trophies for them Mm. Yeah, and 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 this, obviously you love him, you want him to do well, but you know sooner rather than later he will be at another club, he will be re- representing that club, and of course you wish him well. Hopefully it won't be in the Premier League, probably more than likely it will be somewhere else in Europe. But do you wish him? Obviously you wish him success, but how hard will it be to just see him potentially play Tottenham in the Champions League? How hard will it be to watch him from another sideline, Chris? I, I hope we don't see him in the Premier League. I really mm. do. I hope if he comes back in the Premier League, let it be a couple of years down the line. Not not now. I'd hate to see it. He's like one. He's like one of the family. That, that's that's what's so weird about it. And I know, like we laugh about that. No, it's, one, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like he's like one of the family. I know he's our football manager, but yeah. the way he come across, he's very warm. Um, he was he's just a great guy. I I had doubts about him. I did have doubts towards the end of his tenure whether he still had it in him to rebuild this team. But I just become so connected to him that I didn't want him to go. I just wanted to make sure that he had that very last chance. To, to, to get over the line to rebuild this team um, and I think that, that I just because I'd become so connected that's why I didn't want him to go well, one point I must make is that I feel like it's a great gig for someone coming in honestly not just on the players we've got on the stadium the things we've alluded to earlier but mm. one win and we're fifth one know, win against Olympiacos and we're into the Champions League <laughs> knockout stages you get a couple of wins and you can say oh look I took over and we were 14th that's not a true representation of the time Pochettino was at the club True representation is the constant top four finishes. I think, though, John, the the decision was taken because if you look at Chelsea and Leicester, um, they're winning game after game at the moment. And, and of course, Mm. Liverpool and Manchester City. And Tottenham, um, if you think that that our run of form to try and win three or four games when they're losing three or four games is going to be very, very difficult. So that that gap is absolutely huge. Mm. So I can see why Mm. Tottenham have made that decision. But I think that... Everyone was so shocked, and I think everyone's had that feeling because the announcement was at half past seven in the evening. Everyone went to bed shocked that mm. Pochettino is no longer our manager. The announcement that Mourinho was brought in was 6.30 a.m., yeah. 11 hours later. So, of course, you're going to bed shocked. You're then waking up like, what? Yeah. Mm. So that, that, that's why I think a lot of people um, just can't accept it and it's, it's just so much to take in yeah. well, well let's try uh, if we can get to the bottom of it you know, because it is so overwhelming it is so much to take in you know press conferences today John saying you know it just doesn't feel right I know this is my club but it just does not feel right seeing it sitting there in you know in that purple tracksuit it just it didn't uh, look and feel right you, we know you love the manager but he is no longer there let's talk about the appointment because you know, you you needed a new manager. You've got him. Look at his track record. He wins trophies. Is this? Let's forget Pochettino. It's not from this perspective. Is he the right man for Spurs, Chris? Yes. In this very minute. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. He he would have been my first choice. If we say forget Pochettino, then yes, he would have been my first choice. Mm. We kind of had a bit of a heated discussion a couple of weeks ago when mm. I was on here, and you were putting words in my mouth about oh, Mourinho. Oh, here <laughs> Safe to say, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's Jamie and John tonight because they both know that that is not true. No, <laughs> Jamie will stick up for it, me, I'm it, sure. Even a couple of weeks ago, Jason Rickett... Have you forgiven me about that? I felt like of course, our blossom and romance course, yeah. has gone. No, but it, it, even a few weeks ago, Jason, uh, Ricky and I were, were in the pub over the road and, I didn't get invited. Uh, uh, and, uh, and we said well if, if if the results didn't go our way and a mm. new manager needed to come in both Ricky and I said Jose Mourinho would be the right choice Jason looked absolutely disgusted and said no way um, but he is a born winner he, mm. he, he, he gets a trophy every single club uh, where mm. he has been you know league championships two Champions Leagues a UEFA Cup a, a, a Europa League uh, many domestic cups the bloke is incredible of winning trophies and we desperately need one. Yeah, he wins everywhere he goes and we go, oh, look at United and the mess he left. I think, I think people forget that he did win the Europa League at Man United. That sort of really just goes under mm. the radar. Yes, he didn't win the Premier League, but he did win trophies. We know he spends money and it is a big mess. We've been joined now by Steve on the line. Steve, you, uh, you want to talk about how much people are comparing Jose to Man United and, and the Mourinho uh, and now what he's going to offer Spurs, don't you? Yeah, I just think that People sometimes just compare for the for comparing sake. I mean, if you look at the job he actually had at Man United, it's a completely different job there. It, the job that he had there was a job of building. And mm. anyone who knows about Mourinho will say that that is not his strength. His strength is coming in at a club where they've got very good players, like they had at Inter Milan, like they had at Chelsea, and taking that on and winning with those players. And... When we win, because I'm sure, because I'm, I'm sure that with Mourinho we will win. It won't only be him winning; it will be Pochettino winning because yes. Pochettino built this team, and Mourinho will take on and win. In my opinion. I like that. Um, I think one thing with, with the whole environment, I think the whole environment at Spurs is now better suited to Mourinho. I think that obviously he, he, he's based in London, his family live in London, so he's going to be settled down here. I think that's going to be a big factor. I think in United, he just wasn't settled and I think that that did affect him a lot. Um, and as you say on the squad, I think he's got a much better squad here at Tottenham. I think with Manchester United, they had three or four good players at Spurs. You know, we've got a fantastic couple of central midfielders. We've got a brilliant attack. And, and maybe the defence is something that needs work on. But I do think that he's got a really, really good squad to build on there. So, as I said, the environment there is, is all set up for him to, to, be, to do well at Spurs. Yeah, I think he will be far com- more comfortable um, being in London, the point Jamie just made with his young family and, and his wife. And another point I want to make is I'm really actually pleased and excited by is him bringing in this whole new coaching staff. You know, this is people with new ideas he can bounce off. He said he's been to, to watch Lille on multiple occasions and it was a ground where he could go sit and not be disturbed and not be linked with the manager's job. People just like, oh, hey, we've got Jose Mourinho here. It's a big deal, but he's not chasing the manager's job. So I feel like that time away from football and reflecting, he does seem very refreshed in the interview today. Mm. Uh, and I'm excited about what him and his new team can bring to Tottenham Hotspur um, because there could be some future Jose Mourinho's in that exciting new coaching staff that he's brought. Yeah, Steve, we really appreciate your call into the studio and your Steve. view on it at the minute. And you, there is still time, 208 70 We've had another call, this time from Cheyenne. And you actually want to talk about the press conference, don't you? Yeah, um, I have to say, well, first of all, yeah, I like everybody, really sad and upset when the news broke the other day about Poch. Um, I, can't, I can't dispute the fact that the results haven't been great 
this year since January. Uh, the football, the great football we played under Poch has been a while back now, to be fair, and uh, results and performances have deteriorated. And in one way, I'm not surprised, but very sad. I think everybody's mm. reactions when they first heard it was mm. sadness, absolute sadness. So I totally agree. I have to say, I think it was the right time. I think Ricky said it on one of his shows uh, not so long ago that this could be the right time to make the change, and I agree with that. Because when you think about we've still got the Champions League, we've still got a chance of getting in the top four, although it's 11 points, you know, there's still a chance there. We've still got a transfer window to come. I think he's given him a chance to still recover this season, making the change now. Um, regarding the press conference, I was hanging off every word. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was watching it, absolutely decided looking at what he was listening to what he was saying. It was it, it was refreshing to hear, mm. you know, someone coming who's a winner, knows how to win things. His CV is unquestionable. I was fifty-fifty about having him. I've got to be honest for all the obvious reasons that everybody else talks about. But after watching that press conference, it's given me a lot more heart. I have to say. I think one thing that think I think yeah, like, I think one thing that I really enjoyed that he said was about how how much he he likes this squad and how good he thinks it is. I think it's been well documented this season how there maybe there have been difficulties in the squad, but now you've got a new manager coming in. Maybe some of these top players that we thought would leave would now maybe stay and are, are going to raise their levels. And I think that that was one thing that I was I was most pleased with um, with how pleased he is with the squad. It was actually hearing that comment about how pleased he's with what he already got which showed me that's a fresh Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, the Mourinho, yeah. I remember before, came in at Man United, came in at Chelsea and whinged about what he needed and what he needed to go out and get and didn't have already in the squad. But this is a man to me, actually, that's come in and said, no, there is fantastic players here. There are world-class elite players here. Mm. And it's up to me to go and prove my managerial skills again to say I can get the best out of what I've already got. I don't need to go out and spend 40 million and 50 million. That is where actually I think that we're going to see this new Mourinho. We're going to see someone that's going to galvanize what the tools are already at his disposal. Mm. And I think he's going to deliver something special with, with what we've already got. And I don't I don't think there's an awful lot to build either because we've got a very very good team. We've got some excellent players, some world-class players. He mm. knows that. I think this this appointment suits both him and the players because Let's face it, if Mourinho walks in, what are those players going to feel? They're going to feel super excited. We've got a born winner here. He's won everything under the sun. And uh, everyone at Tottenham wants trophies, um, the fans, and most importantly, the players. Because when you look at players like Harry Kane, Deli Alley, Hun Min Son, you know, they need to win trophies yeah. because at the moment, on their mantelpiece, is not a lot. I think that the, that the likes of Alderweireld, Eriksson, they're going to reconsider wanting to leave Spurs now. They've just seen Jose Mourinho. If he wants them. Well, well, exactly. Well, that, that's, the, that's the point. But I think that he's, they've seen a manager like that arrive at Tottenham. I think they're going to be very excited and, and maybe reconsider their futures. Yeah, well, uh, Cheyenne, thank you so much for calling into the studio. Really appreciate you giving us a You're little welcome. bit of your time tonight. Let's quickly uh, talk, though, because I asked Chris, was Mourinho the right appointment? I didn't get to put it to you two very quickly. John, Mourinho the right man for you at this time? He wasn't. He wouldn't be my first choice. My first choice if I had a complete free reign and who we could get would have been Brendan Rodgers. Wow, I think okay. he's done fantastic work at Leicester City and I like the ethos of bringing through the young players and the core of English players. That was something that really appeals to me personally. Um, but look, a total free agent off the market, not paying a prohibitive fee, would Mourinho be my choice? Yes, he's worked in England before. He delivers trophies. We need a trophy. Yeah, I think one thing I wasn't too keen about having was starting a new project. Um, and I think if we'd have gone for someone a bit younger, maybe an Eddie Howe or a, a Julian Nagelsmann, it would have been re- trying to rebuild this team again. and and and. But with Mourinho, he's a winner. He's got that winning mentality. 
And maybe it's exactly what Spurs need. You know, we've even with Pochettino, we struggled to get over the line. I think there were maybe concerns about the mentality of the players. With Mourinho, there's not going to be any of that. He'll, he, I'm, I'm sure that even this season, he might deliver a trophy. It's a different level. Oh, the excitement is absolutely tell you, it's palpable in the studio many of you getting in touch tonight and we're still going to get to you all within this show this evening and get through your tweets right here on the last word on Spurs giving your team a voice love sport radio you are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. John Wenham, Jamie Brandt and Chris Callum. Well, a packed show so far. Obviously, the last 48 hours have been huge where Spurs are concerned. That's why so many of you are getting in touch tonight. All of your tweets and calls and WhatsApps, we appreciate it. We're going through as many as possible. Well, we've got people in the queue. We're going to the first one now. Sava, Sava, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. Always a pleasure to talk to you on the show. Well... It's happened. It's happened. You're happy, I'm assuming, because Poch has gone. Mourinho is in. Mate, I'm over the moon. Uh, listen, I'll be honest. I wasn't going to call in, uh, and I promise this will be my last call for a few months, but I just thought it would be very contradictory for me to ring in and speak for weeks and weeks about wanting him gone and then not call when it's happened. So, yeah, I- I'm definitely very, very happy. Um, I'm-, I'm actually quite frustrated that listening to Spurs fans talk like, like Pochettino has died. Um, yes, he was liked. Yes, he was a nice guy. And everything that your guys in the studio were saying, yeah, he, he is a nice guy. That was his problem. He was a nice guy. He didn't have that winning streak. He couldn't get the best out of the players in the last 12 months. And I've never, ever known a manager to have such a bad year. And people are devastated he's left the club. Um, so in terms of Mourinho joining... That's a big statement. That's the mentality we need. And that's the mentality that we need our fans to get on board with. We will get on board with that, I'm sure, in time. But let's just respect uh, the great achievements Richard Pochettino brought to this club. You know, those four successive qualifications for the Champions League, the finishing above Arsenal, making it seem normal, the reaching a Champions League final. I know we said 12 months, but in my opinion, I would only judge him from this season onwards. And that's just for me. Um, I feel like we, you know, we wouldn't have lost all those games towards the back end of last season had we not been playing such huge emotional and physical double-headers against the likes of Borussia Dortmund, Manchester City and Ajax. They were like finals in, their, in themselves, in my opinion. And it was just, you know, the, the form at the back end fell off. Yes, this season has been disappointing, but we've also played a lot of the top eight away already. You know, the easier run of games are to come in this business end of the season and I think Pochettino deserves that feeling of mourning from Tottenham fans that's me personally I think he's done an absolute amazing job for Tottenham Hotspur he made me proud to wear the shirt again and I was really really miss him and I appreciate your opinion and, and you wanted him out and um, you know that's fair that's how you how you how you see it and um, am I excited about Mourinho yes yes I am but to me I'm still mourning Pochettino Sava, also f- f- fair play because you did say, look, you know, you wasn't just going to call up every week and say you wanted him out, then not call when he has gone. So obviously that's a credit to yourself there. But let me ask you the question then. He has gone. I know you're happy about that. But Mourinho, the yeah. right man for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's, a, he's a winner. Um, you know, uh, what makes me happy about it as well is the, the amount of grief that lots... I know the fan base, fan base has been very split for a long time about, you know... If he goes, who comes in? And you guys have been saying that to me every time I call in. But who comes in? Who comes in? We finally got one of the best managers in world football, mm. and possibly that there's ever been. I agree. And the you know the disrespect shown to this guy that has won absolutely everything in the game over and over and over again. The disrespect that apparently he only parks the bus. The disrespect that that you know he doesn't get on with chairman. He doesn't get on with players. 
those players today would have seen him come out for training and they would have had smiles on their faces mm. and they would think, hang on, this guy is a winner. Mm. And no disrespect to Potts, as I said, he seems like a lovely guy. I'm sure he'll go to second-rate leagues and he'll win stuff, but he's not a winner. So I, I, I think, you know, Charlie, you know, thank you for, you know, taking, taking the time to take my call, but I would have been a massive hypocrite if I didn't st- stick true to my guns. I wanted the man gone. The football was becoming absolutely untenable. But the, the morning period is just becoming ridiculous now. Um, let's get, let's move on. Let's win the game on Saturday and, and happy times. With with Mourinho, I think that everyone has has got into their mind that we're having the Mourinho yeah. that was at Manchester United. He's had he's had eleven months off, eleven months out to rethink, uh, analyse uh, his game, and I think that we're going to probably get the uh, the Mourinho who who came to England, who was the special one, and who won trophies at Chelsea, and uh, you know he's won trophies everywhere he's gone, and I'm hugely excited that. Uh, you know, in the next 12, 18 months, I want to see him lift a trophy at Tottenham and, and, and make us great again. I think there are also some people that seem completely against it. Now, I, I don't really like that attitude. I think that he is now the manager and we have to back him. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I, I that has really quite annoyed me on Twitter today, seeing the reaction to some, some people are just completely against the idea of having Jose Mourinho. He's the manager of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and we have to support him now. I think a lot of people will find it easier when they see him come out on Saturday for that mm. first time yeah. in the yeah. suit. And, you know, and if we win, Can for example... Of course. Sorry, just quickly. So, just you guys saying that there about the complete disrespect. And I, listen, I'm not two-faced. I will tell anyone what I think they're fake. Your very own Jason has tweeted today. I'm sure you've seen it, saying he will not celebrate. He will not celebrate if Jose Mourinho lifts a trophy. Jason's very now, against. Jason's very against Mourinho. Yeah. Okay, I get that. I'll so be honest, Sav, you called too early. Sub- Jason's on in the second hour. Sub- you should have waited. Sav, wouldn't you have had the same attitude with Pochettino, the way that you were always speaking about him? Would you? You? I, I think it got to a point where you kind of wouldn't have celebrated when Pochettino was no, there. To be honest, no, 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 no. I think it was. No, kind, I think on. that is the case, though. That's a, there's a big difference. I don't know. There is though. I don't know. There is. Go on. No, I, go on. Go on. Go on. Me go on. personally, I'd, I'd celebrate a goal, whoever our manager was. I support right. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I don't support Jose Mourinho, and I don't support Mauricio Pochettino. I support Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Yeah. So whoever's managing okay. us, whoever's scoring Agreed. a goal for us, I cheer. Agreed, and that's why I wanted Poch gone. Not because he was Mauricio Pochettino. His name could have been John Smith. He wasn't delivering. I'm a Spurs fan that hasn't seen a trophy for coming up to 12 years yeah. now. You know, you're Spurs fans. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, to say that I wouldn't have celebrated a trophy if it had been Poch is wrong. I just knew. I didn't say. I, no, no, I didn't say. I, I said. I said a goal. Like you said with Jason. You said you uh, that Jason yeah. isn't going to celebrate if we beat West Ham. I'm saying that you were you were kind of in the same boat with, with Pochettino. So I don't know what you think about well, that. Well, we'll disagree. Listen, I need to go. Thank you very much for having me. I do appreciate your time. No, we always appreciate you calling, obviously, and and your opinion there, Sava, calling up. Obviously, one of the, the, whether it's minority, majority, one of the fans that was happy that the manager was gone. Look, I know there is still an hour to go on the Spurs fan show. Ricky, Lee and Jace are coming up. But before you three depart, uh, we have had a couple of tweets in. What do you think of this one? Uh, uh, This tweet says from Todd Dunsden, thank you, Maurizio, for showing us how to dare over to you, Mourinho, show us how to do. What do you make of that tweet? I think it's exactly what I said. I think that Spurs were kind of at that point where 
they they were just fed up of being that nearly club. And I really believe that Jose Mourinho is a guy. We've seen him every club he goes to. As we've said, he gets over the line, and I think that Jose Mourinho will be, make us that take us to that next level. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Well, obviously, later on in, in, in the studio, we're going to be talking about the West Ham game. We'll do a preview later on. Jamie, you've already done a West Ham preview of sorts <laughs> earlier in the week. Uh, let's quickly get your thoughts on it because the game's completely changed now. Uh, it is Jose's first game. John, what do you make of it? Yeah, absolutely massive game to start. And um, it's, you know, they'll get right up for it, West Ham. Don't judge their form this season or how they're going to play in that game. They'll be mm. bang up for it. They've got some good players in my they opinion. Tweet, did you see the tweet that I did, they and, deleted? And I see they deleted it under the embarrassment very of their quickly. own support. Very, um, very quickly. Very West West Ham. Let's not get on <laughs> very, very West Ham, that behaviour. Anyway, notwithstanding that, do I think we're going to go there and win? Yes, I do. I think we're going to turn the corner, big Harry Kane performance, leading the line, and we're going to win the game 1-0. 1-0, Jamie. Yeah, I, look, I think that there is going to be an instant reaction. I think the players, as we've said, they're going to come in, see that Jose Mourinho is now at the club, and I do think it will be a convincing win. I'd, I'd certainly hope so, given the form of West Ham also, even though it is a London derby, as we've said. I think they will be up for it, but I still think we've got more than enough quality and we've got Jose Mourinho now and I think we'll win 3-0. Chris? I want to go for a 2-0 Tottenham win. Um, I think I'm going into the game full of confidence now um, under Mourinho. I think every player is going to play for him and uh, and kickstart his Tottenham career. Mm. And, and weirdly enough, Pochettino started his Tottenham career um, at Upton Park yeah. when we won 1-0. What West, a stat that is. Yeah, love West Ham or Dyer, baby. <laughs> there you go well the boys in the studio obviously thinking Tottenham are going to get the win this week uh, against West Ham their first away win since January that would be in beating rivals West Ham it doesn't get much better for Mourinho's first game in charge this has been the last word on Spurs but it is not the last word on Spurs because coming up there is still one more hour of Pack Spurs news to give you I'll be joined by Ricky Sachs Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern and that is coming straight up next this programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. Hello everyone, I'm Anna from Spurs XY and here's a very short summary of my thoughts and feelings of Mauricio Pochettino leaving the club and Jose Mourinho being appointed the new head coach. Obviously this happened on the Tuesday evening slash Wednesday morning and it was Pretty shocking when I heard the news that Poch has left and he's been sacked. Um, I was quite numb. I was trying to think through it, how to process it. I was walking home from riding and um, it took me a while. I I wanted to put out a video about it and I had to think about it a lot on the way home, what I wanted to say, how I wanted to say it. Mainly it was just, thank you, Pochettino. I think we can all say that he has connected us with the club once again. He made us proud about Tottenham Hotspur and we felt connected to the players. He brought us some incredible memories from the unbeaten run at the last season at White Hart Lane to riding through the Wembley Storm to getting us to Champions League final, that Champions League run last season, some other individual great moments and overall just brilliant performances. And I don't think you can ever not say that this era hasn't been incredible and uh, I'm just really sad that it had to come to such a harsh and sad ending because that's not what he deserved, that's not what his legacy deserves. But it was just a factor of a lot of things, from the board not backing him properly two seasons ago, 
from the players not playing for him anymore, giving up, um, from, you know, maybe his attitude has changed and his style of play and, and the changes he makes during during the games. So obviously there are a lot of factors and there's not one person who's responsible for it, but um, it's really sad that it, it has to be always the manager who leaves, even though the players and the board and equally, or if not more, sometimes are responsible. But um, it, it had to come to an end and, and I'm really sad because... He seemed, he came across as a lovely character, the person who I would want my club to be associated with. He, he was warm and kind and um, and just from thought it was really, really sad that we just couldn't win anything because he always kept saying that one trophy with Tottenham would mean more than 10 trophies in any other club. And I think that's really sad. Whew. But Mourinho was appointed the next day and I'm glad that we weren't in a limbo. I'm glad that the whole appointment happened quickly because I think it was important that we knew what was coming ahead, especially considering we've got a West Ham game away and an Olympiacos game at home. And from now on, pretty much all games are almost must win because uh, our league position is not good and we have to have to stay focused on the Champions League and then the FA Cup coming up in January. Maybe Mourinho's the man to do it. I was not surprised whatsoever that he was appointed. Um, I had a feeling that it was always going to be him. Obviously, he was rumoured the most. It'll be interesting. I'm actually, I'm actually genuinely interested to see how he will deal with the current squad before January. Can he motivate those players who put in that absolutely atrocious performance against Watford? Um, can he make them spark again uh, without having to spend? It's also interesting that he's got money to spend, but Pochettino didn't. But that's, I guess, beside the point. So... Looking forward to Mourinho. I believe this is obviously just a short-term solution. He he can't be a long-term solution. Um, I'm just interested to see. Maybe maybe we're banking on winning the Champions League, going getting to the final again, and winning it this time. Maybe he can bring in that winning mentality. I mean, I there were a lot of conversations. Everyone's really opinionated about this, and the massive the biggest argument was that he wins wherever he goes, and I don't know why, but I'm just a little bit pessimistic in this which is weird because I'm usually very very optimistic but I just really want to see can he achieve it can he actually genuinely win something with this club um I'd be obviously amazed but we'll see on the other hand though it's not going to solve our contract issues that's still up to the board to sort out and a week in week out performances what are those going to look like because it's all good and well lifting a trophy we did that under Ramos but the performances were dire I must say and if I'm going to go week in week out and maybe twice a week with the Champions League or and anything like that then then I don't know if I really want to go if we're just going to be sit back and then oh one counter attack boom goal and then the rest of the 89 minutes we're just like meh sideways passing and stuff like that's just not us um yeah great maybe we'll win something in the end but will it be worth it will it be memorable if it wasn't exciting football I think that's that's what I'm a little bit afraid of. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. So people brought of Porto. I must say Porto's example. However, that was a long time ago. Um, we'll see. I, all I know is that I'm just very, very interested to see how this goes. Um, I'm curious. There's a, there's a big curiosity with me now because it can't, it, let's be real, it can't get any worse than it was um, recent, the, the last couple of weeks' performances. If it is the same, then, well, not much has changed, <laughs> quite frankly, apart from playing, uh, paying someone a lot more money. But uh, if it does improve, then then at least something improved. So I'm very interested to see how this turns out. And, um, and yeah, up the Spurs. Some, John said that Mourinho... Um, Pochettino taught us how to dare and maybe Mourinho will teach us how to do. So yeah, I'll leave you on that note. Come on you Spurs.
We Woo! are back. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Got Show you. on Love Sport Radio. Let me tell you, it's a new man in charge. It is a new dawn. It is a new day. It's a new show and a new tune. Let me tell you, they loved the intro. They were up for this it. Tune, Lee, mate. he sings and dances whenever he wants. He does whatever he wants when he wants. <laughs> Let me tell you, you are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. They have that good uh, squad depth that they can rotate as and when they please. Brilliant could, rotation. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant rotation. Jose, there, pay attention. Yeah, there is no... A and B team is 1A and 1B, let me tell you. But delighted to be joined by the three of you in the studio. I have to repeat myself in a small sense because I've got their thoughts on it. I know you guys done an emergency sure. pod when the news happened. Let's quickly go back 48 hours. Let's not talk of the man that is uh, Mr. Humble at the minute, not Mr. Special no more. Uh, the man that is in charge. Let's go back. Breaking news. First, uh, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. He has gone after five years, six months after reaching that uh, European Cup final. Absolute shock, astonishment. Ricky, you see it come up. It breaks on the phone. It breaks on the screen. Your phone, I imagine, went absolutely (laughs) crazy. What did you make of it? I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You know, I did sit there and say over a continuous two or three month period that results had simply not been good enough, nor had performances. And you just felt the squad needed a change. And when I referred on the night it broke that I was devastated. I was devastated because I wanted Maurizio Pochettino to leave Tottenham winning a trophy or winning something for his work. You know, for what he's done over the last five years, he's made us believe again. Mm. We were proud of supporters. And let me tell you something, without Maurizio Pochettino, we would not have now attracted the calibre of a man in Jose Mourinho, a proven winner with a Who? serial track record. Jose. Oh, right, go. I've got to say something here. I'm going to actually get <laughs> battered because I am going to say Jose, not Jose. I promise. I'm keeping to it. Jose Mourinho is the new manager of Tottenham Hotspur. And now all of us have to back the manager. Back. Over to Jason. <laughs> no, I'm not over Jason. I will get to Jason because obviously you you were here. You were listening the first hour. There was a call, Jason. You were mentioned. We'll get your thoughts on that. We'll get your thoughts on it mm. all. Mm. But I, honestly, I, I asked Jamie, and I, and I don't know if you heard, as the news broke, I was going to Jamie anyway. The the, the raw emotion that he he showed. He was stunned at the news. Visibly upset. Lee, I listened to the emergency pod. Sure, upset yourself. I was. Now was last week. We're talking about the game. Now we're talking about the man. He's gone. Has it sunk in yet? I, I think now it has, Charlie, to be fair. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, a couple of people, you know, on social media told me to get some, you know, some cojones or whatever you want to call it. But I, I felt sick when it came mm. through because I, I I believed in Maurizio Pochino. I believed in his philosophy. I believed in his way. I run a business, raw talent. You know, that's what he's been bringing through. You know, the likes of Harry Kane, the likes of Harry Winks, KWP, Skip, Troy Parrott, these are, these are youngsters coming through and he believes in them. They're, they're probably not going to get an opportunity now under under the new manager. Um, I, I'm gutted. I'm gutted for him because because he didn't win something. Um, and actually, his legacy at Tottenham Hotspur is an unbelievable stadium, unbelievable training ground. He had an opportunity, he had a, a real hand in making that happen and managing that club through four qualifications straight on the bounce uh, for the Champions League, a Champions League final, two FA Cup uh, semi-finals, a League Cup final, a League Cup semi-final, two Championship. This is stuff that we, we, you know, as Spurs fans growing up, we couldn't, we couldn't even imagine this was happening. I agree. So, Lee. So, the thing but, I would say is very quickly. Just want to come to your point on that. We've now got a man that but, actually wins these trophies. But Charlie's talking about, you know, how did I feel? And I'm telling you how I felt in my emotion on that night. I felt sick. I was shaking. It was like, 
it, it was like a death in the community. It was like, what is going on? You know, five and a half years. And that's the other thing. This is a weird thing as well that's kind of started sinking over the last couple of days. That that we haven't had a new manager for five and a half years. And, and, and that's kind of quite surreal in itself because Spurs normally turn over managers every two years or whatever. So... It was it was tough, I have to say. And that emergency pod that we did, you know, it was raw emotion. We got it out there. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and I was feeling bad. I, I was thinking, you know, what if, if Daniel Levy now comes in and puts in a, 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 a lesser manager, I'm not going to name him, but a lesser manager, where do we go from here? But he didn't. He, he didn't. He come in and he appointed Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And Wow. And what a gamble, what an appointment that was. I know we've all got our feelings and our opinions of it. We will get to that, but I still want to talk about the man that was five years, that European Cup final that Lee mentioned, you know, loved by many, the majority, mm. maybe not at the end, but I think still as the man, the respect is always the ultimate high. Jace, we, we, after weeks, we speak about the managerial go around, the hot seat, the form. We're now sitting in the studio. It has happened. He has gone. What did you make of it? I feel like I've bowled more of a certain substance than Lamella did at Anfield in the last <laughs> few days, I must admit. Um, and I've gone from being criticised to being a happy clapper to, to blindly turning an eye to everything the club does to being criticised now. But but uh, no, it was, uh, I think I'd said to you, didn't I, three weeks yeah. ago that I would have let him go then. So I wasn't surprised that, the, that we made the decision that we did. I would have preferred him to have walked away, but I understand that you're never going to walk away from a massive contract. But the time was up once, like I said last night, when we'd lost 7-2 to Bayern, you had to have a response. And we lost 3-0 at Brighton was the response. And that told me, I think I used the phrase month, five weeks ago, he'd lost the dressing room. Yep. I think I was the first one to say that. So <coughs> from my point of view, the time was right and, and it was a necessary thing to do. It's, yeah, It's difficult to comprehend, sorry, Charlie, it's no. difficult to comprehend that he lost his dressing room, isn't it? You know, all these tweets coming out, oh, thank you very much, you weren't just my manager, you were my friend, and, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I said last night, and a few people picked uh, picked up on it again today and whatever, I do think the the lines were blurred in the end between is he my manager or is he my friend? And and, and, and working in, in, the, in the industry that I do and, and doing what we've done, running big teams, it's very, very difficult when you get really close to people to start to understand, actually, are you going to listen to me now because I'm your manager? Or, or actually, are you my friend, so I'm on a par with you? And, and I think a lot of the senior players got in that way with, yeah. with Potticino towards the end. And, and maybe one thing that we can say about Mourinho, I don't think he will have that same problem. I think we'll <laughs> No know. one's going for a drink with everyone, Mourinho. Yeah, everyone they? knows yeah. where they're going to stand, believe yeah, me. Listen. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he says jump, we're definitely asking how high. But uh, you have called into the studio tonight. You're such a big part of this show. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. Well, let me tell you, the traditions all happen at once. Lee's in the studio, and so is Adrian's corner. He's calling into us now. Adrian, always a big part of this show. You want to talk a little bit about, obviously, what's going on in the past 48 hours? Yeah, well, I was, I'm very angry at the board and, and uh, the players. I mean, they're late coming out with their tributes anyway, you know. Mm, sure. But moving on, what I really wanted to talk about was incomes and outgoings because uh, I think there's going to be a few shocks in store yet. I, I know that what the club said in uh, public, that there won't be no money available for transfers in January, but I just think that's the way of like keeping costs down in the future by making you... Uh, you know, the players you're interested in, uh, inflating price, you know, because we cannot afford before next season to go and start the new season with fresh players bought, fresh defenders bought. We need them to be bedded into the squad. There'll definitely so be I money in January. I believe a right-back and a centre-back will be brought in in January. 
But Adrian, can I ask you a question just on the manager's appointment? Because we want to focus this hour primarily on Jose Mourinho and looking ahead to the West Ham game. For you now, the squad, does that change in your thought process? Some of those players, will they still want away? Or do you think he can convince them? Because you look at his track record and what he's achieved at other clubs and getting the best out of players. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to sit and say everything's perfect because Mourinho is here because he has got a track record also for leaving clubs in a certain way. Do you not think this is now going to change some of the perception in that team? There's going to be a lot of players that are going to be excited, vibrant by this appointment. This is a man that has won trophies wherever he's been, no matter the league, no matter the country. He's a proven winner. Well, I think Dyer's career will be given a boost, as will Winks, because he likes technical players. I think Sissoko might be under threat because he's not the most technically gifted player. I think Mora will be under threat whether he stays at the club because we see what happened with one matter at Chelsea. He was voted best player for two years' season. He was technically very good and gifted, a great player, yet Jose Marino didn't like him because because of his work ethic, so he went out the door. So I I can see fans' favourites going. Well, it'll be interesting to see if he keeps and and builds a side with the likes of Dyer and Winks at... uh, at the heart of it, because so many of the fans despise those two players, so that'll be interesting. And then Lucas Moore, they absolutely demand Lucas Moore a play, so we'll be interesting all those that, that are saying it today, how they'll feel. But but from my point of view, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he should be able to do. He should be free to build the side that he wants to do. That's what I've always said about back the manager, and and I, I totally agree with that term that the club has to back the manager, and, and if he wants Eric Dyer to be captain tomorrow, he should make Eric Dyer captain tomorrow. Well, uh, Aurea's definitely on his bike. If you've got no trust in a player, he'll be gone. I mean, he'll have the charm offensive up until January, keeping all the players sweet. I mean, there might be a glimmer of hope. One of them might change their minds and, and sign one of the contract rebels. But personally, I think Eriksson should be got shot of and Aurea and Wanyama should be the first three out of the club. Just on the, the contract rebels, even if they've had a change of heart, my feeling is that they won't be offered a new contract to allow them to change their heart anyway, that I think there's probably a bit too much damage has gone, has been done in the over the past two years. That even if Toby decides he wants to stay, I think Daniel would would say it's it's gone past it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'd look at it and think, well, I can get money for him now and do it. But my feeling is that in one or two of those players' cases, they will be leaving. Yeah, Adrian, well, they'll be used. I think if we bring a right back in, hopefully it's a young right back. I mean, I've got a few ideas myself, and a centre half. Then with Tanganga being brought into the team, then I, then I hope that uh, Alderweireld and Vertonghen, if he doesn't sign a contract extension, are used sparingly. Yeah, well, Adrian, sounds like you're teaming up with Ricky. You've got a few ideas in mind. You'll be, you'll be taking him on next for the transfer Twitter guru. Adrian, <laughs> always a pleasure to have you on Adrian's Corner there uh, telling us what he'd made. Look, we... We've covered it in the first hour. I'm asking you guys, obviously, really sad that the manager has gone, you know. It is the new man in charge. It is Mourinho. It is Mr. Humble One, not the special one. Mm. Jace, I have to start with you. You know, me and you spoke about it, and and, and I'll defend you, because I said, I'm not sure if Mourinho was the right man for Spurs, you know. Mm. Spurs, to me, play an attacking style of football. This is, you know, a fluid attacking football. Maybe not lately. This is their identity for me, Ricky. I know you're shaking your head. Not the form they're in. I I, I don't think I'm running and saying that. He does not play that football he now is in charge though yes he wins trophies and in that sense I'm being a hypocrite but I understand the appointment it's the right man for Spurs in that sense but he is in charge Jason (laughs) we know we had a caller earlier talk about it you're not the happiest uh, at his appointment no you know perhaps I haven't expressed it in the the right way in the right way what what I say is that I have values to the club 
that I supported right from when I first went in, what, 1976. Those values are you've got to try and win and you've got to do it in the right way. Now, I've been called a dinosaur for thinking that, but isn't Pep, aren't they his values? When Manchester City didn't win the title three years ago when Pep went there, did he change his style or did he just buy better players to fit mm. that style? Mm. And and I don't see... A man that says that he doesn't uh, practice tackling. Exactly. And I don't see what's <laughs> wrong in those values that Pep has. They're still as relevant today. I grew up watching those values win trophies. When we had those values, we won 16 trophies. If we've gone away from those values, we've only won two. So go back to those values. And, and that's it. I want Mourinho to win trophies for Tottenham. I'll be delighted if he wins trophies for Tottenham. But when, when they say I won't celebrate, what, what I mean is when we won the Anderlecht Cup, I wanted to go out and party all week. It was a feeling of massive emotion and passion. When George Graham won it, I read the paper the next day and we won a trophy. Simple. Mm, obviously, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and 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 it is such a tough one with Mourinho, and and I'm I'm so torn on it. But he is the man in charge now. You get behind it, Ricky. You, you're you struggling for me. Look at him. We've gone. Tottenham Hotspur have gone from Harry Redknapp. This is no disrespect to Harry Redknapp because he got Tottenham to the top four mm. into the Champions League. King of the Jungle. From King of the Jungle, from <laughs> Harry Redknapp to Jose Mourinho in six years. That is a statement from Tottenham Hotspur. To go and appoint someone, for me, he was the top of my list. This is a man that has won trophies wherever he's been. He is ruthless, but I think this is what this Tottenham Hotspur squad need. We've always been the nearly men. We've never got over that line. We have got a man in place now that can get Tottenham Hotspur over that line. And my biggest hope is that this isn't a short-term solution. This can now be his home for many, many years to come. I know history doesn't tell you that, but there's no reason why it can't be. Like he said, we've got the best stadium in the world, the best training ground. He's wanted to sign a lot of these players. And now he gets the opportunity to work with them day in, day out. And I honestly do believe this is the start of a new era and a successful era for my football club. And I have to make the point here that I'm not a supporter of Pochettino. I'm not a supporter of Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, but <laughs> I am a supporter of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. And I want to see my team be successful. And appointing this man gives Tottenham Hotspur the greatest chance, when you look at the history, to be successful long term. No, and, and, and that is, I, I, I do agree with you, and I think you're right. I just mean from the from the style. It's so hard. Former Chelsea man, you as Spurs. There, there are some things that don't add up. I can bring some balance here. I yeah, can bring please, some balance Lee, here. Please. I'm in the middle, so I'll bring some balance. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I think that as long as the Spurs fans, all of us, right, all the listeners, realise that this is an interim appointment. He signed a three and a half year contract, right? But this is an interim appointment because Jose Marino does not stay longer than two and a half years. So don't start thinking that we're going to build a dynasty here for like 10 years. That is not going to happen. If you look at the entire career of Jose Mourinho, he does not stay around, okay? He comes in, he makes players better, he, he creates brilliance, he makes you winners because he is an utter winner and we will win trophies, yeah? And then once that's happened, he will... Maybe fall out with a couple of players. He may fall out with the chairman and whatever. But as long as we know that that's coming, like I said yesterday, it's a crazy train for the next two years. Let's get on it. Woo-woo. Let's go and have some fun because we will win trophies on the way. Mm. He'll probably make Harry Kane even better than his. I think, he, I think he's perfect to make Deli Alley absolutely amazing. I think he is... He, uh, you, you guys have already said it about Eric Dyer. I think he'll make Eric Dyer an absolute force mm. again. 
But in two years, we'll be we'll be sitting around going, oh, who do you think's going to be our next manager? And and that's just the reality. Well, the train has just pulled up to White Hart Lane. Mar- Mourinho <laughs> is the driver looking to get on. Is Kane Winks? You know they're all ready to party for this next two and a half years. What a ride they are going on, Mister Special One, Mister Humble One, whatever one he is. He is the man that wins trophies. The track record suggests as much. We're going to be getting into that next and taking a look at the game on the weekend, which is huge. It is the London Derby. It is West Ham. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. There has been so much action tonight and you've been part of it. You've called in, you've tweeted, you've texted and we really appreciate you doing so. It is the new man in charge. It is the new Dawn Ricky. It's a new day for that club. And he got a chance to speak at his media press conference, two o'clock earlier today. What did you make of it? And and has it sunk in yet? Because seeing him, and I asked John this, but seeing him in the Tottenham colours, it? it was honestly so, so strange. So I don't know how you three felt about it. Yeah. It is a weird, weird feeling. But I'm excited again. I'm excited probably for the first time since that Champions League final. And that's not... This is how I feel at the moment. I feel like I am, I am cheating on Pochettino when I see Sonny hugging Mourinho, but I just, I, I love it. I it absolutely dirty. love it. It feels dirty, but do you know what? <laughs> it feels dirty. I'm dancing with the devil, but however long it's going to be, I'm going to enjoy it because I know it's I've just got this train. feeling in my gut, trophies are going to be coming and it might yeah. not be the style that Jace likes and I, I understand that, but as fans, we've craved them for such a long time. I would personally, I would suffer the style of football to some degree if it meant finally getting over the line because once you know what it's like to win you can go on you start at Chelsea wherever he's been the squad have gone on to win you look at even Lampard as a manager Lampard would For not sure. be a manager today he, he if he be wasn't a, being managed by Jose, be, Jose Mourinho he, he, he wouldn't be Chelsea's record goal scorer either mm. if it weren't for, for Jose Mourinho no. to be fair you look at Drogba you look at Czech you look Terry. at uh, Terry you I know look we at hate him, to, but... uh, Courtois come through under Jose yeah. put him in over Peter Czech, Peter Czech for example Like so he's got some bits there I mean no, we're talking about short-termism in terms of managers. No one stays long-term anymore. The average tenure of a manager now, top, top managers, is less than five years. So Poch done really well. Pochino done really well, to be fair. For him to actually come in, there's no going back now. No matter what happens, moving forward. It's like, it's like when we got to the Champions League final, we all said this before. Obviously, we wanted to win it. And, and we all know what happened. 27 seconds, yeah? Where's VAR? Talk to me. Um, <laughs> but, but we all know what happened. We lost. But there's no going back. No one will ever take away the fact that we've got to Champions League final. No one can take away the fact now that this guy is going to come in, do his thing. If he wins his trophies, where do you go from Jose Mourinho? Do you understand what I mean? Like, well, afterwards, it's only going to have a massive effect. That Jose Mourinho effect on Chelsea at that time in his career and in Chelsea, they hadn't won a trophy. They haven't won the league. Sorry, since I don't know what sixty. Or 62 or something like that. Somebody, it was 50 odd years. He went in there and he won two back to back. Imagine if he comes in and does that at Tottenham. Oh my God. My word, are you having a laugh? I mean, you know, last word on Spurs, fantastic. You know, so so for, for, for me, you have to look at them, but you can't ignore 25 trophies. You cannot ignore winner. You cannot ignore wherever he's gone, he's won. He's got four league titles in four different countries. That's ridiculous in itself, is it not? 
That's mm, just yeah. absolute crazy. No, the, the stats are astonishing, and, and and you can't argue with them. You know, they're there for all to see. Wherever he has gone, he's won. And I said it in the first hour. People always go, "Oh, he didn't do. He didn't win the league at United. He won the Europa League." You know, these are big, big trophies. People forget, but a lot that's labelled about Mourinho is the money that he's given to spend and the oh, mess sure. he leaves behind. Sure. And he is he going to get that money at Spurs? You said Lee's going to make signings in January, but Jace, will Tottenham give him the money that he wants? It's all well and good in today's pre- press conference, going great players here. Harry Kane, best striker in the world, the academy's elite. Will he use those elite academy and, and star players? Because, you know, he's, he's going to want to make changes. He's going to want to stamp his, his authority, you know, and he's going to ruffle some feathers. I think he'll get the money that he obviously wants because I'm sure that was a part of the conversation. God, yeah. And so if Daniel said to him, you've got 10 quid to spend and he took the job, then it's because he's happy he's got 10 quid to spend. <laughs> if Daniel said to him, you've got 700 billion to spend and he took the job, it's because he's happy he's got 700 billion. So otherwise, why take the job if you're not happy with the money you've got to spend? How he spends it is entirely different. That's a lie, Jay. So it definitely be 700 billion. No, it, it definitely it, won't be it, that. It, it, it might be a tenner, though. <laughs> yeah, it could be a tenner. <laughs> to be fair. But, I mean, but, you know, the principle of what I'm saying is, course, is yeah. he, he would not have taken that job without talking about the finances of the club. Yeah. And, and, and he was probably given two figures. He was probably given a figure that's available to spend without Champions League football. And he was given a figure that's available to spend with Champions League football. What? Will it ruffle any feathers that apparently he's being paid 15 million a year, which is 90 grand more than any other player at the club? No, this is about a manager coming in, or a head coach, should I say, that can take Tottenham Hotspur to the next level. What's his name? Jose Mourinho. Hey, Hello. There we go. <laughs> Get me on See, board. I'm getting it right now. I'm getting it right. Baby. We're going to be fine. Don't How are we worry. not playing that song to bring us back crazy training? Yeah. Oh, so much we've got to be. But yeah, we'll honestly, when you see that press conference today, I know it's early. We are days into his job. There does appear to be, oh, this is now being really, really going, going completely over the top, a more calmer Jose Mourinho. We've not it's seen only him been one yet. day. It's been one day. <laughs> no balls kicked yet. I've already got carried away. You wait away. till he gets into VAR and a decision oh, goes bro. against no, but him. I'm just excited. I, I am just excited yeah. because for me, Spurs haven't done what I fear they might have done and brought in a manager that wouldn't have been equipped to take Tottenham to the next level. We have done that. Question remains how long he's going to be there. But for me, I do want to see trophies. I do want to see Tottenham. I want to make this point clear. I want to see a stick to our principles in terms of attacking football. But don't forget, when he was at Chelsea at the first time around, they weren't complaining about the football then. Yeah, let me just uh, let's keep it on that press conference. Obviously, I'm assuming you'll watch today. Lee said, "I'm the humble one. I'm not the mm. special one. I wear the pajamas. I'm Mr. Club. I wherever get the I am." Pajama thing. Yeah. Well, he said he sleeps in it. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he lives and breathes the club. He was, he was talking... there at one a.m. By all accounts, and, uh, <laughs> well, they stuck him the in very nice. He's talking yeah. about pillows. And there were very big and fluffy velvety pillows mm. in the Spurs lodge. So yeah, he's you know, maybe he's at, living there, he's mate. He's deadly at a game of hide and seek, is Jose. Sure. But let, let, what did you make of today's press conference? Because the first one, first impressions and all that, even though we know him so well. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I said yesterday uh, on the on one of the pods that we did as well, he's slick, mate. He's PR. He's a master. He's a mm. PR master. He has, he has a pressing, uh, you know, eating out of his hand. Um, and he, he, he no different today. He's very slick. He, he was exactly he, he was exactly like we wanted him to be. So we know. Mm. I'm not saying he is like that, but that's what he was like today. Yeah, Jace, There was a couple of moments uh, for you though in a press conference where you thought he'd done well, and then he said a couple of other things <laughs> slipped about up it. almost. He, right, he yeah. slipped oh, up, and, <laughs> and and not. I'm saying that you're waiting for it, but you're like, you know, he all, he, ha- he has these moments, don't he, Jose? Where you know he's brilliant, and then he just has these chaotic craziness moments. He says something, you go, "Here's Jose." Well, there was the. I think there was the, the answer where he said, "It's not about me," which was preceded by four eyes and three me's straight afterwards <laughs> as well. So it was a bit strange, but but no, I mean, I, I haven't seen the press conference as a 
whole press conference. I've seen snippets of it on Sky Sports News. I've read headlines about bits and pieces. But you know what I'd said even about Pochettino's press conferences? I look at them and think some of what you're saying is probably right. Some of what you're saying you're holding back on. Some of what you're saying is an outright lie. And, and Pochettino was doing that at the end. Yeah. So, And mm. I think every single manager will do that as well. I, I think what was quite interesting when you make the comparison between uh, Maurizio and Jose um, and their press conferences at the end uh, uh, towards the end at United I mean he was grumpy he was not having it he weren't playing ball it's actually the same as Maurizio I mean he was grumpy and a little bit you know what I mean Mm. certainly when the cameras went off maybe different but what we saw he he wasn't as engaging as what he was somebody posted on social media Maurizio's uh, brilliant press conferences throughout his, his years and some of them were outstanding right at the beginning when he had, when he was fresh and had energy, which kind of makes me think that, you know, you talked about earlier that you lost the dressing room. And I, and I never maybe wanted to believe this because you know what I'm like, I'm an optimistic guy anyway. But maybe did maybe maybe he, he was disappointed not to get the United job last year. If you think about when the wheels fell off in terms of not winning away from home since January the 20th, um, the Burnley game, the 2-1 Burnley game situation in February... We were only five points off the top of the table, which, by the way, you know, a few games, admittedly, there's still lots of games to go, but the two teams that fought that out for the Premier League were record points total. So we were very close in mid-February, in late February. The wheels fell off, and it coincided with all of the United rumours. Just saying, you know, just yeah. saying. Hashtag. It, it, no, it is crazy and it changes the game on the weekend so much. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But I'd like to say uh, Brock uh, from Ohio in the United States yes, has now called us. Brock, thank you so much for calling in. Jose is the man in charge. How are you feeling? Yeah, hi guys. How are you? Hi, hi Brock. How are you, you doing? You, right? you okay? Yeah, doing well, doing well. Yeah, Um. so I, I think, you know, the the timing of... Pochettino's sacking seemed a bit odd, but I think in a way, strangely enough, it's preserved our opinion of him. It didn't let we didn't let it go on too long to where he would have if he kept dropping points, maybe our opinion of him would have soured. But I kind of I think we kind of get to have that great opinion of him. And Mourinho's come in to right the ship. I mean, I know um, Jace wasn't too happy about the opinion or uh, his appointment, but. you know, as it stands, I know a lot of us at the beginning of the season, me and myself included, were saying if we got top four, maybe quarterfinals of the Champions League in an FA Cup, <clears throat> then it would be good enough for us, a good season. And the way I see it, uh, Jose's got still got a chance to do that. And um, the way uh, we are 11 points off of fourth in Chelsea and Manchester City. They play this weekend, and mm-hmm. we play West Ham away. So I think we have a real good chance of riding the ship here. Um, I just want to know how you guys feel about the whole situation. It's a good point. I mean, I, I I come on here a couple of weeks ago and said that you know it's ridiculous to be thinking about sacking Pochettino. We're we're three points off a of fifth place, and that and that is still the case, right? You know, you know, I still think we're after all the Christmas fixtures and all the stuff in the weekend of the first weekend in the FA Cup round three. I I thought under Pochettino, and, and he probably you know still think it now. We'd be like four, five points off of a top four place because people have to play each other. Leicester will dip in form. Chelsea will dip in form. Chelsea have to play City, as uh, what you just said. It's not that bad. 14th looks horrendous. Go and look at the table. It looks awful. It's three points off a of fifth. And like Jay said yesterday, we beat West Ham for, for a couple of hours. We're going to be fifth, sixth, fifth or sixth. It's just all, it's all, you know, it's all in the back of your mind. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that much. 
it's a, it, Brock, really good point you made. They can change it so much. The league table, it looks bad on paper, but, you know, one win and it all turns around. Brock, thank you so much uh, for calling in. Cheers, Brock. Brock from Ohio, they're calling in from the United States. Such a busy show tonight, but we are going to take a look at the game on the weekend because it is West Ham. How much does it change now that Jose is in charge? Because Spurs are searching for that away league win. Got a feeling they've got a good chance in this one. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. It is the crazy, crazy train, train right now at That's Spurs. It. Mourinho has pulled in We've all the balls for Spurs. What an entrance it is for the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio. With me, Charlie Hawkins, I'm joined by the crazy train crew themselves. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. Me and Lee have slightly taken over. No, 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 no. We love a bit of crazy train. Imagine for Spurs players start coming out to it now at the, at the weekend. We started something, started something here. Olympiacos in midweek and they're coming out to Ozzy uh, Osbourne crazy train. Unbelievable. Well, we are talking about the game with West Ham on the weekend because obviously it's changed somewhat because of the last 48 hours. But very quickly, as we always do, we throw to you, the listeners, and Josh has called up Josh from Hertfordshire. Josh, a mad 48 hours. I just alluded to it there. What are your thoughts on it? It's certainly not a call I thought I'd be making any time soon. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think, you know, I think every fan was shocked to see Poch had gone. I think, you know... Obviously, we've been talking about it, but to actually see it, you know, on, in writing, it was a real shock. But I think we've made the best appointment we possibly could in Mourinho. You know, he's a proven winner. Every time I've heard him talk in the past 48 hours, I've liked, almost liked him more. You know, there's a real charm about him. I think, you know, and he, and he said, you know, today, everything Spurs fans want him to, in the sense of, you know, being able to win the Premier League next season, fighting for trophies, you know, saying our squad is good enough. You know, it, 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 it's, he said all the right things. He just needs to, you know, you know to deliver on it. Josh, do you think it's Leah, mate? Do you think um do you think we will win trophies? And and actually it could be more specific, do you think we can win the Premier League under Jose Mourinho? I mean, there's no better manager to give it a go with, is there? I mean, bar, you know, someone like Guardiola. But, I mean, look, you know, this is a manager who's never not won a trophy at one of his clubs. You know, he knows what to do. And it's something, you know, I've seen, you know, the common phrase of, you know, Poch taught us to do, Mourinho will hopefully teach us to do. And I think, you know, that speaks volumes in the sense of, you know, Mourinho knows, you know, how to win a trophy. Mm. You know, whereas, you know, Poch was brilliant in so many areas. The one, you know, one area he perhaps lacked in was, you know, the silverware department, you know, where Mourinho's won, you know, 30-odd trophies. You know, it, it, it's... It's something he's so specialised in, something that Spurs have been crying out for for far too long now. Yeah, Josh, it's a really good point. We really thank you Talk so stuff, much for, for calling Cheers, in Josh. to us tonight. Big appointment. You've all wanted to have your say on it. Let us talk about the West Ham game now because obviously I said two days ago I had Jamie on the phone, the West Ham fan show. He's, we're talking about the game. The news breaks. Honestly, you could not have timed it better. He was genuinely stunned. I really felt for him. But now you've had two days to reflect on it. It is a massive game. West Ham, no winning six. Spurs, no away league win since January. This slightly changes it, Jace. You go there with Jose, you know, he knows all about London derbies, he knows all about the Premier League. How does it change it for you? I think it raises the profile of the game even more for both sides. I think they'll be even more up for it to, to inflict a first defeat and, and hopefully we get that, that new manager bounce. I definitely think we've got more chance of winning there with him in charge than we would have had with Poch in charge. I think we'll look 
we'll try and look a lot more secure than we had done in recent weeks. Whether whether he can do enough in the next few days to to make sure that players like Oria don't make mistakes, that's <laughs> that's really hard to him. And and in fairness, I don't think we'll see a true Mourinho side there anyway until at least that first transfer window's done. But hopefully he can do enough this week to galvanise those players. I think it will have been a big lift to them. I'm sure they're, they're all delighted to see him come through the door. And I'm confident we'll go there and win. Well, uh, sorry, but it, it, you want to go? Look, it ain't going to be a goal fest. That's for sure. Um, you know, every time Jose Munoz walked into a, into a new club, w- the first thing he's looked at is not necessarily batting down the hatches, but ba- basically making you difficult to beat. And that is his the study for me and everyone else that knows about it shows it that first of all, don't get beat. Second of all, go and win the game. I mean, Jace just uh, just said to me before a staggering stat: over two hundred or games that he's taken the lead, and he's only ever lost six. Well, so when when a Jose Mourinho team gets in the lead, they basically go on to win the game, which is incredible. Um, you know, just to throw some stats out there, when uh, every team that he's taken over from is at least improved their defensive uh, um, goal, uh, uh, def- the amount of goals conceded, sorry, by at least twelve every season. So basically. 38 conceded next season when he's in charge only 26 you know for the first time he won the, uh, won the uh, title at Chelsea they went from conceding 38 goals to only conceding 15 in the following season so you know what you're going to get and I think that's that pragmatic approach part of the bus whatever you want to call it but so so I think the West Ham game is going to be it's a tough game like don't get me wrong it is a tough game they are well on the back foot as well because of this appointment I do think that that we will get the three points because of the Mourinho bounce. Can, can I just say on that, and it's it's not actually a criticism of him, I think one of the big things that he's always had when he's gone into a new club is the whole summer and the transfer window immediately to try and shape that summer. This time he's having to affect a team, and, and that's what I mean. I think if he'd have come in in the summer, there's no way Serge Aurier is still at Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, that's but the point. But he's still having to deal with Serge Aurier, Danny Rose, yeah, uh, no sure. defensive midfield player. He, I he's mean, done that once at Porto. His first season at Porto was a mid-season Kind of, he got in in mid-season. He's only ever done that once. And that's not me holding it against no, him. No, I think sure. it's a much harder for him to make a massive impact right now in week one than it than it usually is for him. I think also that we have to bear in mind that he's been watching this Tottenham team mm. all season. That's a really good point. He has known what the flaws are. Mm. He knows what the, Sky Sports the good things are. And as we, as I said earlier in the show, he's wanting to sign a lot of these players. So he will know already in his mind the team roughly he wants to start against West Ham. He'll know. And he does. And also working as a pundit, you know, he's hearing other pundits. He's had to talk on the team, you know, what's not been working, what he would do differently. Does that help, Lee, in that sense? I I think so. And actually, um, Rick, you posted something uh, today or or yesterday about Jose talking specifically about Spurs after the Arsenal game. I think he was bang on. Like everything he talked about, he was obviously, you know, so he has been taking an interest mm. in it. Maybe he knew something that we didn't even back then. Maybe they've been in talks, who knows? But, you know, the the the, the, the shoring up the defence, if you want to say that, I've bleated on show after show after show all last season and in this season about our defence. How many times have I said it? We used three goalkeepers in the space of a month last season. Yeah, the back four, the back five, the changing it up, the full-backs changing it up, centre-backs changing it up. I don't think Jose will do that. I think he will focus on these are my defenders. Once he gets, again, it might not just be at West Ham, but once he gets his feet under the table, it'll be like, that is my defence. Mm. And that's what, and that's one thing about Chelsea. Even after he left, even after he moved on, Conte coming in and all the other managers coming in at Chelsea, they still seem to play a fairly settled side because they knew that is the way to win. When you go and win, you see the Leicester team winning 
um, the, in 2015-16, they hardly rotated. Yeah, they rotated a bit, but hardly. Maybe that was because it was forced on them. They didn't have a big enough squad. Po- for, for one of um, Pochino's maybe faults is that, in my opinion, that he did rotate too many times. So we'll see if he gets a settled side, right? And also for me that these players need a lift. The way they were playing over these last three or four months, it hasn't been good enough. You're going to get a reaction. And my concern, I said exactly what Jay said earlier, that going into that West Ham game, if Rizzo still in charge, I don't think we would have got a reaction, only judging by what we've seen over these last couple of months. A new man's come in. It's a new voice. And I am really, really excited. I, I don't think you can be anything but excited at the moment. I know it will take some time for some, some fans to come around because it may be a different style of football, but the most important thing is results on the pitch and we need them. Well, it is about results on the pitch, performances on the pitch. Ricky, I ask you every week, what do you think of uh, the game ahead? The, you know, what lies ahead, the contest, your prediction. You go, Chaz, I don't know how you could be so positive. I'm not feeling positive. It is a new dawn. It's a new chapter. These are words that you use yourself. You're confident in, in front of this one. Very confident. I am very confident indeed because I think this will be the game in which players give a reaction. And some of them have needed a lift. I mean, even if you see the training um, of Maurizio, obviously the difference. I know it's, again, you're, you're analysing it, psychoanalysing it. But the players, it looks like they've had a good reaction. And it is only a few days, don't get me wrong. But hopefully, we're going to see a different Tottenham come Saturday lunchtime. Well, Spurs are confident. Next, we get to have a West Ham preview. Delighted to say football journalist Sam Incasol will be joining us to give us his West Ham take on the game ahead. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in this studio with the last word on Spurs, the crazy train. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jason McGovern. What a show we have had this evening because the whole squad has been in flying colours. We also got to speak to Jamie Brand, John Wenham and Chris Carlin. Pack show as always when it is the last word on Spurs here and you always join in and we thank you for that too. Well, it is the game. We turn back to official matters on the weekend. It has been the international break, but it is West Ham. What a derby this is going to be 12.30 Saturday. I just can't wait. Now joining us, Sam Incasol, a West Ham correspondent for Football.London, joins us. Obviously, Sam, West Ham, you know, form goes out the window when it is a game like this, but it has been completely turned on its head. Spurs sacking their manager, now hiring Mourinho. You know, we know what he brings to this game. West Ham fans, does it completely change it for them? They felt confident now they're nervous. Where are they at? It's a tough one because you're going in with that new manager bounce, aren't you, with Spurs? So, I mean, there's not a lot of confidence in the uh, in the West Ham fans in the first place after the recent run of form that they've been on. Um, but it's, as you rightly said, it's a derby. I mean, anything can happen. And as we've seen in the past, West Ham turn up when the big teams uh, the big teams arrive in East London. So it's certainly going to be, a, I think it's going to be a bit more livelier than we, than we maybe anticipated first off. It's definitely, hello, Sam, it's Lee, mate. It's definitely a cup Sorry, final. Mate. I don't mean it disrespectfully to West Ham, but it, they do raise their game against us, don't they? I mean, for they whatever reason, you know, you know, Chelsea, West Ham, oh, they, they seem to hate Spurs and, and West Ham are no different to that for, for sure. So they do raise their game. And I have to be honest with you, I, I would have been worried going into that game, not because I wanted Maurizio gone, but on the run of form that we're on. The run of form that we're on is still exactly the same run of form that we've been on, of course. 
But we've got Jose, and I think that manager bounce you talked about, I just think it tips it into our favour. I mean, West Ham have had a horrific run of form themselves. Um, you know, getting beaten, I think, by Southampton, and you know, you know, in uh, in in the, in the weeks, and and I don't think that Southampton have, have been having a very good season themselves. So, what 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 do you expect the game to 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 be like? Is it going to be a f- cut and thrust London derby as normal? I'd like it to be, uh, but I honestly don't think it will be. I, I I've got a horrible feeling that it's just going to be one of those horrible turgid. No team wants to make a mistake. West Ham, as you rightly say, are in absolutely horrendous form at the moment. Um, mm. They do need to bounce back, but the performances before the before the international break were some of them are nothing short of diabolical. That was Burnley, um, wasn't it? Not Southampton. It was, forgive it was, me. It was, yeah, it, yeah. No, no, fine. Yeah, the, the Burnley away game was just well, it was it was abhorrent. Um, so I mean, they've got both teams have got a point to prove. And that's where I can kind of see them both almost cancelling each out. So sorry, cancelling each other out in mm. a way. In the um, there's two teams that are not in the best of form, uh, don't particularly want to lose the game, don't want to make a mistake, and it's going to be very cagey. I think I don't, I don't think it'll be as open and as cut and thrust as a uh, as a London derby should be. To be fair, um, but yeah, certainly certainly an interest among on the cards. The whole Mourinho factors just has has changed it. Would I prefer West Ham to be playing with uh, with Pochettino in charge? Probably. It's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? And I think and I think the West Ham fans will probably say the same. Um, but because it's Mourinho, and to be fair, the last time Mourinho came to to West Ham, they were beaten. So I have to ask you, we'll Sam. See. Ricky Zach's here. I hope you're well. Oh, man. Manuel Pellegrini's under massive pressure there. Does that now intensify because of the nature of this game itself? If he wasn't to get a result, that would pretty much be it for him. Does that also, with that being the case, put the pressure on the players of West Ham obviously his selection it's going to be really scrutinised isn't it for this one his, his selection is going to be massively scrutinised after mm. especially the Newcastle game um, the, the, the other week before the international break when he certainly made some errors in in his in his team selection um, the, the depth of the squad at the moment is is not as good as it could be so you're looking at could could he tinker it somewhere? Then you then you're, you're struggling for for better players to potentially come in and make a difference. So, but Pellegrini, as you you rightly say, is he's under the gun. Um, he has to he has to improve results because the the, the amount of money for for West Ham that they've invested over the last um, eighteen months that he's been there, this is not good enough. Mm. And, uh, and 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 the results do need to improve, and they need to improve quick. Uh, sorry, they need to improve quickly. And Mr. Gold and Mr. Sullivan would be fancying a bit of Pochettino, wouldn't they? To be fair, I mean, would they would they would they be, uh, be audacious you, enough to go and have a little you, approach? Could you imagine? Could Can you, you imagine? imagine? Uh, you it, imagine? It, it would be crazy. Could you ima- imagine? It would just be unbelievable. But Sam, uh, obviously, the game on Saturday it doesn't get much bigger. What is your score prediction? I honestly think that it is going to be a draw, uh, um, and. I don't think it'll be a boring nil-nil, but I think it'll be a turgid 1-1 if there is such a thing. Mm, OK, 1-1, <laughs> Sam. Always a pleasure to have you on, Good Sam. Good to talk to you, Sam. There. West Ham correspondent for Football.London. He was going for a draw. Mentioned the new manager bounce. Ricky, you rightly mentioned Pellegrini. You know, West Ham fans may go, look what it's done for them if Spurs go on and get a result. They are struggling. He's on the hot seat. Raf has been linked with the job. Lots of people linked with the job there. Let's get your thoughts on it now, uh, because a big theme of the show, Jase, we always do. What formation is Maurizio going to play? You know, <laughs> you know the contract rebels. Well, what formation is Jose going to play, Jase? It'd be, so interesting, it? it'd be interesting to see that, that first team selection. As I say, I, I wouldn't criticise him too much for it because he's only got the players he can work with. And, and as I said, you can't coach Oria to defend properly. So 
And if he's the only right back you got available, that's what you have to go with. So mm. it w- will be interesting, but I think it. I think he's right. It could be a, a really bitty game because neither side are full of confidence. I just think uh, the bounce factor will lift us a bit more than it mm. it will West Ham. But it's it's when when teams are down the bottom, it's because they're both making mistakes, and somehow one team's got to make less. I yeah. think Harry Kane, Chaz, is in great form at the moment did really well obviously on international break and you love internationals and I love international. <laughs> I mean, you know how I love international football you know what I mean I, I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple of weeks oh he's but, got 21 in 20 now isn't well, he? I mean, that's what I mean but Kane one of the first things allegedly that Jose Muno did was text him and say we're going to win trophies together how can you not be excited by this mm. this is Tottenham Hotspur's star striker Harry Kane being texted by Jose Mourinho to say we're going to win trophies together you can tell I'm really excited. We're going to win this game. <laughs> Lee, you mentioned that you know West Ham is a cup game for them and, and London derbies are like cup games in a sense that form goes out the window. It's yeah, a it leveller. This is, it, it feels more, it, um, it really feels like a cup game, excuse me, because we don't know what Jose Tottenham looks okay. like. We don't know the formation. So it, it's got a more of an added cup feel, hasn't it? For, for sure. And I think I think with Jose, we, we don't know what he's going to pick. I think that, you know, for me, my stance ain't changing what I'm calling the, you know, affectionately the contract rebels. I don't think they should be anywhere near the first team regardless of who's in charge that, are they contract changed. rebels still though They're will still they co- be staying well, under Jose who knows but he's going to have to play them to, to probably find that out so you know you give them a game to, to, to try and get that sorted but for, for me the formation needs to be that fresh that energy that that that, that spark people are going to be raising their game for sure when, when, when you see the performances we put in Jason mentioned earlier against Brighton are you having a laugh? And there's some of them energy level. People just couldn't be bothered. I mean, there's play, players on that pitch that were 60%. There's going to be no one on that pitch on Saturday that is 60%. There are going to be 100, 110, any cliche you want. And, and I think we're going to be too much for them. West Ham are under massive pressure. This is a this is a, almost a free game because if we if we lose it under under Pochettino, it's doom and gloom. But if we lose it under Marina, it's like, well, don't worry because it's an, it's the start of a new we're era. We're not losing this. So I, I think, we're no, not and that's game. what I'm saying. I don't think we are. I think we're going to go and win and win well. We certainly won't concede a goal like we did to Sheffield United where a team makes no 25 chance. passes not without a, a single tackle going in, that's for sure. And I'm, I'm pleased we won't see that type of goal. Well, you'll be pleased that you won't see that type of goal. Ricky Sang, we are going to win this. It's now time to put it on you because we we'll want to hear your predictions. Ricky, you can kick it off. Yeah, well... I do think we'll concede because it's Tottenham and that's despite Jose Mourinho coming into the job. I'm going to go for a 3-1 convincing Tottenham win and our first away win of the Premier League season. And our first it's... winning prediction from Ricky this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what this is happening. This is what it could do to you. <laughs> the energy. I love it. Crazy train. Um, I'm going to go for a clean sheet because it is oh. Mourinho wow. and uh, and I'm going to go for it won't be swashbuckling but it'll be a 2-0 Tottenham win and come on you Spurs Jace finish us off I'll go 2-0 Spurs but I just hope we don't make those silly mistakes and that won't be down to Mourinho if we make them well, look at the difference already just from the manager. 2-0, 2-0 and 3-1. Spurs are on a high. The new man is in charge. We will be here at the same time next week on the Spurs takeover right here on Love Sport Radio 7-9 to to talk about that game where we'll be hopefully talking about the formation, the clean sheet, oh, and the three points. We'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.